Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast, episode 19, recording on Monday, July 19th. Joined as always by my co-host, Shahan. How are you going? Yeah, good, Shanika. It's another Skype episode. We're uh, going into an extended lockdown, but um, it seems like the footy season will still continue. They've been shuffling the games and um, there's only, what, five more weeks left? Yeah, five more weeks. So, yeah, fifth lockdown for us. Don't think we were in lockdown this time last week. But, yeah, as you say, I think the Giants-Swans game is the biggest probably indicator of it. Um, I think five to six players got pulled after the warm-ups when um, Tier 1, Tier 2 were reclassified because of the rugby here. Um, but the game still went ahead. So, um, And they've already moved three or four games from round 20 back into round 19. So I don't think there'll be a, a pause on the season. So a few of the Sydney and the Giants, they were hubbing in Victoria or Melbourne, yeah. and they had a, I think it was an international, maybe an exhibition game or something. At yeah, Game rugby. Park. Yeah. And then Green, Mills, and a couple of other players went to the game. Huh. Yeah. yeah, so I think they were tier, might have been tier three or tier one, but they got reclassified up, which means, yeah, they got to do the 14 days. Um, isolation. I know the Saints role marshal. I think he went to the game, but he's flown to Perth since, so he must have been yeah tier three, which just means monitor for symptoms. So um, yeah, with over 280 exposure sites here, I think all 18 clubs were in Victoria as of maybe a week or two ago. Not since, but yeah, I think there'll be a few more players being put into isolation um, at the moment. What should the rule be like when we do open up a bit for AFL players, like not to go to um, crowded events? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that's what they're probably working on at the moment. I think, yeah, there might be a yeah, a big warning now not to do it just because the season's so close to finishing. And um, like Josh Dunkley, that circumstance, he just went to a coffee shop and he's been forced into 14 days. I mean, that type of thing you can't help. But um, yeah, going to the public events, I mean, it, I think affected eight to nine clubs, just that game by itself. Yeah, I think so. I think the season's too important. The game is too important to have players just go into exhibition games or whatever crowded events. And even like personally, I was going to go to the Kangaroos Essendon game, but after this, and yeah, I'll probably reconsider. Even if they do allow crowds in, um, maybe to hold off just for the. It's only for like the rest of this year until we get vaccinated. So it's probably not worth risking. Especially in your circumstance. <laughs> yeah, I think well, we had a we went to the Port Collingwood game with a few friends, and yeah, there was cases from that. I mean, Geelong Carlton was another one. I think Ruse Essendon the other. I think that weekend as well. It was the same day as the Port Collingwood match. So I think there was a few. Yeah. Weekend round one of the. Yeah. So how did you feel about that after you got back home and later a few days later you realised what were your emotions? Oh, we we were like, I mean, we were tier three, so it was yeah, the least serious one, just monitor for symptoms, so you could still go into work, but um, yeah, tier one or tier two, then yeah, um, probably turn me off going to the footy for the rest of the year, um, like you said, until you're vaccinated, probably at least. Yeah, I mean that's probably why crowds are a bit down this season, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens, see if the yeah, finals and the grand final are in Victoria or not, um. Yeah, hopefully there's no more big, like I think Green, Toby Green and Cal Miller is probably the biggest two with Dunkley, so hopefully 
um, yeah, that's the end of it. But it's probably unrealistic. I think there'll be more players being put into isolation and missing yeah, one or two games. Yeah, exactly. So uh, on that, yeah, we'll move on to the match reviews and Port Adelaide. The, your game got um, shifted, didn't it? Yeah, so from Sunday night to Sunday afternoon, um, still at Marvel, so just allowed the Saints to get into WA that night. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a fixture change, had to fly in, fly out, but, yeah, most teams are doing it these days. So, But, yeah, it was a huge danger game coming in. Saints win could have pushed them into the top eight, probably the hottest team in the comp the last three weeks preceding that. Um, Port, yeah, injury depleted even after yeah, Fantasia, Farrell and Gray were already missing. Butters, Rosie and Motlop got ruled out. So, yeah, top six small forwards got ruled out. Um, Amon, Darcy Byrne-Jones got moved into the um, forward line to yeah, kind of offset that. So, yeah, probably the best win of our season. All 11 of our wins have come from winning contested ball. So it's not a surprise. Plus seven um, overall. Yeah, tackling I thought was a standout with a stoppage heavy game with yeah, plus 18 tackles. Amon had 10, Drew and Lysette nine. Um, yeah, just really inefficient. Um, wasn't a great watch if you're not a supporter. A lot of set shot misses. I think Saints were scoreless, not scoreless, goalless from set shots. So, um, yeah, really wasteful both teams were. I think Port made the most of the opportunities a little bit more. So, yeah, down 10 inside 50s, but plus 18 inside forward 50 efficiency. Uh, yeah, I think inaccuracy has been common for St Kilda, but um, uh, looks like it. Did it cost them in the end, or could they have put a bit more scoreboard pressure on Port? Yeah, I think set shots. Set shots. I think both teams were equally as bad. Um, but I thought, yeah, the Saints has been highlighted with a few of their crucial turnovers. Hill had two, uh, Butler inside 50. Um, Webster, I think, turned it over as well. So they had probably five just turnovers coming out of the back line, which um, could have probably stolen the game late. They had a bit of momentum going into the fourth after being down 20 points in the third. Yeah, I was watching a bit of that, and, yeah, I saw the heel turnovers. He just kicked it straight to um, Charlie Dixon. Yeah. So it was unfortunate. But um, uh, Ollie Wines is up to number five on the coaches. Yeah, I think he's probably a bit... Further ahead in the Brownlow, so I thought he was best on ground again. Game had 11 clearances, 18 contested, an important third quarter goal. I think that's that's the thing that will stand him out a bit more. If he keeps keep kicking a goal a match, um, the elite mids do that. So um, if you keep doing that, he'll he'll go well. Um, all important rock battles, one narrowly by Port, plus five clearances overall. Um, the ladder support was pretty decisive. Marshall did kick two goals, but. Um, yeah, they didn't get on top in the clearances. Um, I talked about McKenzie getting dropped for Cleary last week, but he got picked ahead of Cleary and um, proved the selectors right. So he kept King to one goal, game high nine intercepts, three contested marks and nine marks overall. Outmarked King more than a few times, which is yeah, great effort in your yeah. That's eleven centimeters. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there's a big height difference, so probably just experience and. Maybe the strength or positioning he must be really good at. That must yeah, be an right. underrated part of his game. Yeah, 100%. Um, George Ellis is probably second best on ground. Um, four goals straight in a yeah, low-scoring accurate contest, including a game-high four contested marks. 27 goals so far as a 19-year-old. I think he's probably vying for Luke Jackson in the rising star, both contributing in a top-four team. And I think that 
weights a bit better than um, yeah, Rising Star getting say thirty positions every week in a, a bottom four or bottom eight team. Yeah, like during the season, I think second year players don't get that um, recognition recognition as much as um, yeah debut year players. So now he'll be right up there, and he's um, I saw that one of his pack marks, which was pretty impressive. So. Uh, no, he'll be at the point here because I think the selectors they, at the when they get to voting they sort of recognise this. So I, I still think he's probably yeah second or third behind a couple of other players, but um, yeah, it's a gen- definite chance to win it. Yeah, I think your last player when it was Dale Pierce, was it? Yeah, Daniel Pierce. I think 2007 it might have been. He made the grand final, so yeah, long time between drinks. Miles um, Bergman I thought was pretty. Re- yeah, really good. Didn't touch much of it, but saved two goals down back and um, composure to find Mays late for a goal. So he'll, I think, stay in the team once all the players come back. And Ryan Vernon probably had one of his better games. Beat Butler comprehensively. Um, really crucial intercepts down back amongst seven overall and yeah, five inside 50s that contributed yeah, on both ends. So you'll forgive him for kicking the ball towards the Saints' goal? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, cost cost McKenzie probably a perfect match because that was the only goal King kicked. Um, probably the only excuse was that he only saw McKenzie, didn't see King behind him because, yeah, it was just... Yeah, has um, to. Mind-blowing yeah. decision, yeah. So, yeah, for the Saints, um, Steer was probably best on again as a skipper, just having an unbelievable season as uh, first-time captain. Crouch game high 11 clearances and nine tackles, pretty good in close. Um but yeah, he just missed a, uh, he missed a gettable kick for goal, I think, at one stage. Right. Yeah. He could have like really tightened the game up, but yeah. Um, overall, yeah, I think he's having a decent yeah. Yeah, Crouch missed an easy one. Marshall had one pretty much straight in front, three minutes left to get it within a kick. He missed as well. Um, King missed a relatively easy set shot as well. So yeah, I'd say there was nine to ten players that yeah, if they kick straight, could have yeah stolen the game for the Saints. Any other Saint players, or is that it? Um, yeah, that's that, they're probably the ones that stood out. Um, yeah, Ryder didn't really have much of an impact, so he was pretty down. And um, yeah, King obviously just with the one goal. So, but yeah, it's probably a missed opportunity for them. They might it might prove pivotal in them making the finals or not. So they okay. can. So is it you guys are? In fourth position, I think. So is it Port Adelaide's uh, position to lose now? Yeah, I think the Lions probably have a better draw than us. Mm-hmm. Um, they've dropped two on the on the Trotters' favourites. They really yeah, helped us out. Um, fourth, I think. Yeah, it's probably either fourth or fifth. But yeah, I think we're clearly the fifth best team in it. I mean, you could probably argue the Swans are up there too, just with their given form. But we did beat them at home. But yeah, you'd like to probably play Swans in Sydney to see who's really the fifth best team in the comp. Yeah, the top six is pretty even, isn't it? So uh, with that, we might move on to the Kangaroos game. Uh, it was played in Metricon, so both teams had to fly up um, a little bit early. Did that uh, a fixture change as well? Was that originally? Uh, yeah, it was meant to be at Marvel on the Sunday. And then I think on Wednesday or Thursday, um, before the lockdown, they both flew up. So Essendon's staying there because they've got a home, uh, another game against. They play GWS, but um, yeah, the Kangaroos came back. I think last night. So 
uh, I don't know. I'm not sure why um, they did that exactly. I don't know. Maybe they could have gone to Tasmania. Who knows? Because it was our home game. Yeah. You're playing in Melbourne this week. That's probably probably why. Yeah, who knows what ha- could happen. But uh, going into the game, I was uh, yeah pretty optimistic. I thought we were in with a in with a chance. Uh, but with the young side, you don't know. Your sort of confidence sort of wanes a bit because they could have an off day and get blown out. Um, especially after a win like we had the previous uh, like what six days ago yeah. for the game. Um, but yeah, it was a competitive game. It was a scrappy game. It wasn't the prettiest game to watch. Um, it was pretty tight until the last 10 minutes. So uh, we were leading for most of it. I think the Kangaroos led for maybe about 70% of the game. But after halftime, yeah, Stringer sort of took hold of the game. And um, yeah, in the fourth quarter, he kicked, I think, three goals in that to get them home. So he was probably uh, the just, difference in the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. But it was a sort of a classic honourable loss, so didn't uh, we sort of stuck at it? So I kicked a couple of goals. I think the margin was only eight points with ten minutes to go, um, and yeah, a midfield was pretty. Deep. I guess they've, they've got a few injuries too, but a couple of uh, experienced midfielders went there in um, Cunnington, Polak, and Anderson. I think all three of them stayed uh, in Melbourne, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, so how, how did the midfield go with that, Cunnington? How did you feel about him staying home? Uh, yeah, I think I don't blame any players that decide not to go because they say they're going to only be gone for a week or two. I think in Sydney and GWS's case, they said that they're only going to be gone for three weeks, but now it's yeah. been maybe six weeks or something. So. Uh, no, it's fine. I think he's got a young family, so whatever the reason is, I think the reason's got to be still legitimate, like, yeah, of course. The young family or health of a loved one or something. But no, that's fine. I think family is should be prioritized and it's their job. And it's like any other job, yeah. So Yeah. Um, I know some um I think Sumich said yeah, Sumich space, but uh I don't know how AFL contracts work, but they do get match payments, yeah, so he probably just won't get match payments. Yeah, he wouldn't get the match payment. So, um, yeah, I think he's earned enough credit in the bank to um, miss a match. So, who stepped up in the midfield without without their, the best midfielder? Yeah, yeah, I think Luke McDonald went through the midfield um, and DeMont. So, we still had a little bit of experience, but, yeah, most of the centre bounces, it was sort of Thomas Simpkin, David Juniak, uh, Phillips as well. So... Uh, Thomas started like a house on fire. He had 11 touches in the first uh, quarter and, um, yeah, he, he ended with a goal. Um, yeah, so Kangaroos took uh, a lead in the first quarter, so it was a lot to do with his dominance. And he just played everywhere, like half forward, half back. Uh, could have had a couple of goals. Uh, yeah, David Juniak had a team high, 11, 13 contested possessions, and Simkin wasn't far behind him. And I thought Will Phillips played his best game as well in his short career with 15 possessions. Uh, 10 hand passes, so he was sort of in and under. Uh, probably needs to improve his, just, um, maybe not decision-making, but just kicking because a couple of times he uh, caused a turnover. But you're going to get that with young players. But I think overall it was a very promising game from Phillips. That, that's his strength, isn't it? His, his hand point. Yeah, I think his decision-making. Yeah, so obviously with no footy or championships last year, we didn't get to see a lot of him. So I think especially fans don't really know what type of play he is. 
Um, I mean, you got compared to Rao, but um, they might be a little bit different because Rao's sort of a bigger body already. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, the grunt work and getting the ball out sort of is his strength, and um, he's very composed with the ball as well. So he generally makes the right and um, the easy decision, really, which is which just complements the flashy work of Davies, Uniac, and Thomas. What were some of the the negatives on the day? Uh, I think um, there weren't too many, really. I think we had our opportunities, like in terms of accuracy, to put a bit more scoreboard pressure because they kicked, I think, three goals in the first quarter. We kicked uh, four goals, three. So that margin could have been a bit more in our favour. In terms of individuals, I think Sherry could do a little bit um, more work on his skills. So uh, I like what he brings in terms of hardness um, and that contested. uh, get out kick sort of thing. Uh, he did kick a goal, um, but yeah, just his ball drop still needs a bit of work. So, um, he's still young, so I think um, he's contracted for a couple more years. So we'll see. Yeah, so you reckon? Um, yeah, so you reckon that's his his best role in the future is that second key forward slash rack rack backer. Yeah, I think so. I think um, forward and rack is his go. But in the VFL, he was dominating just. Sort of that number one ruckman. So we've got a couple of tall, two hundred centimeter prospects coming through, um, which might we might talk about a little bit later. But um, and we might end up drafting one as well. So um, I think Goldie is good enough to go on again next year. So it might be a problem we have in sort of eighteen months time. A uh, couple more negatives is a couple of injuries. So we've been lucky in the injury front. For a month and a half now, but Armani um, had a bit of a shoulder problem. Tarrant was off and off, on and off the ground, and Tarrant Thomas got his hand um, stepped on by one of our players. And Zerha carried a sh- left shoulder injury into the game. Apparently, he went to bump Karen Hayden during training, and they both sort of hurt their shoulder. So um, hopefully, they recover from that. Um, other than that, I thought uh, we just tired a bit towards the latter stages of the game. Uh, did fight back a little bit, but uh, having doing three sort of pretty longish um, flights in six days, I think takes a toll on um, anyone really. And this is a young sort of team. Uh, I'm talking about the couple of trips to Perth or to Perth and back, and then up to um, Queensland. And um, yeah, I was surprised to know that Essendon fields are the young yeah, as a younger team than the Roos. Um, yeah, I think Gold Coast fielded the youngest team of the week and then Essendon. So even though we've got a few a young players, there's still enough experience to sort of be competitive and main, maybe winning. And yeah, I guess I guess we sort of did that. So hard to complain. Who who impressed for the Dons? Uh, Peter Wright was probably the pick. I think he got coaches votes as well, but surprised to learn he was only um, 24, so he's turning 25 soon. But um, He's just a bargain pick-up, kicked three goals, seven marks, had 20 possessions, uh, and he was pretty dangerous up forward. So uh, he's been a good player for them this year, so something to build around. And their midfield, uh, yeah, Merritt and Parrish had 30-plus possessions again. Uh, I guess when McGrath and Shield and all those guys come back, they'll spread the load a bit evenly. Um, might be nice to see a couple of other midfielders push their case, but... Um, 
yeah, my come with time. I thought Braden Ham was okay as well. And Ridley's having another sort of pretty good year, not as prominent as last year, but his kicking is still um, elite. Yes, I think. I mean, McGrath, Parrish and Merritt, they're the three, I'd say, locks for midfield. Probably Sheila and Quall will maybe get moved to a half-back or half-forward. Um, I think that, that's what might happen. But, yeah, their depth is pretty pretty strong for sure compared to the last few years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, So they might play in finals, they might not, but it's been a positive year for the Essendon. So, yeah, Port's playing, hosting the... Collingwood at Adelaide Oval Friday night, so it's been locked in. Thought it might change with COVID, but yeah, it's still Friday night. So they must have must have got an exemption. Um, huge game for the club in Bokes 300. Stayed at the club in 2012 and rejected the Cats. Maybe could have pushed the Cats to another flag just with that extra midfield depth. But yeah, re-signing was the first step in the club's turnaround, and he's yeah, been in career best form the last last couple of years. Was he captain when um, Cats approached him? No, so he got made captain the next year. So in Ken Hinckley's first year was 2013, and he was yeah captain for the next six. Does he overtake um, who's a, who's a captain records? Yeah, Kane, Kane Corns, yeah, he's the game's leading. Um, with, I think I think he played 300 um, exactly, maybe might have been 300 exactly, or maybe 301. So yeah, he's going to pass Kane Corns in yeah a week or two. So I think, yeah, some of the changes, I think Marshall goes out for Rosie. I think he's um, close to coming back. Yeah, Dixon and Georgiades are locks, I think, um, key forward the rest of the year. And Laddams, I think, needs to play as, as that support. Um, but as there's the talk that he might be available, I'd probably keep him out another week, just be super cautious with him. Um, and, yeah, Dersma returned on the weekend, 27-2 and two goals. So I think he replaces Woodcock, who, yeah, subbed out with a, with a corky, um, Hartlett was good again in the sand I think he replaces Bonner Bonner's just yeah, in and out um, all the time depending on the best 22 and Sam Mays I think keeps his place, yeah, been important in the fourth quarters versus the Swans and the Saints um, they're probably the only change, I think Cleary stays back in the sand, we can't replace McKenzie um, after his performance against King and yeah, Jonas and Aaliyah locks down back as well and Leonard's been pretty good playing as a small smallish defender and uh, is Motlop injured or what's... Yeah, syndesmosis. So they played through the game, but so I think he's yeah, potentially out for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, the most common injury these days, I think, with that syndesmosis. Ankle injury, I think. Yeah, danger had the butters. Yeah, there's been yeah, a fair few. Um, Trelaw as well. So yeah, so I think Dixon... Uh, yeah, what was that? No. Yeah, I think um, Dixon yeah plays on Roughhead. No more with support. Roughhead got the better of him last match, so like to think he exposes that match up. George Artis on Madden should be too good. Right, Maynard versus Rosie's yeah, pretty good battle to watch. Lysett versus Grundy with Laddams as support should be a bit better for us, even with Cameron. Um, Grundy was best on ground at halftime versus Laddam when Lysett was injured. Um, Degoe's been in some really good form. I think look, McKenzie might be a bit too um, a bit too tall. So whether it's him or, or Leanit that goes against him and the other goes to Elliot. Um, Jonas versus Mychek, Elliot versus Cameron. Um, but yeah, in the in the midfield, that's where its game's gonna be won. 
Wines, Boke, Eamon, Dersma versus, yeah, Adams, Pendlebury, Sidebottom and Dacos. So, um, yeah, pretty crucial whoever wins that battle. And Adams, yeah, yeah, you can see what his return has meant to the Pies, just, yeah, probably the spiritual leader there. <clears throat> yeah, Pies, they're a bit of a um, dangerous team, I think. They oh, yeah. did lose on the weekend, but uh, they're playing a bit more attacking under Harvey. And um, we know Collingwood travel really well as a side. It seems yeah. to galvanise them. So this might be more dangerous playing it at home rather than the MCG, to be honest. So if Collingwood aren't, um, if Port aren't on your game early, then if, Collingwood, if you give them a sniff, I think they'll be there right towards the end. And um, they've got a few match winners as well. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, complete danger game. And yeah, every game's really a must win to stay in that top four. Yeah, I think a two-back port, I think, especially a milestone game. And for someone like both um, players lift or special players yeah. like this. So, Should uh, put it over the top, but yeah, never know these days. Yeah, a lot of high-ranked teams have lost to lower-class ones this season. So uh, moving on to the Roos match. So playing the Blues at Marvel Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, so it's been uh, brought forward. Not sure why, but I don't know. Uh, it's meant to be a, a Twilight Sunday game, so I'm pretty happy it's on Saturday because it sucks waiting till <laughs> late on Sunday to watch. Uh, just quickly on the VFL, so Charlie Combin made his return to footy after 18 months injured. So he was our first pick in a draft a couple of years ago, uh, pick 31, so second rounder. He's a 200 centimeter key forward, and he had a really good half of footy, four goals, three. So uh, yeah, would have been best on ground, or at least for the half. Um, maybe the opposition weren't tall or not good enough, but to come back from injury and do that is pretty uh, impressive effort. Uh, still reckon he might um, not play this year. Maybe just get that conditioning. Okay, yeah. uh, he could be um, yeah, another option going forward to support Larky. And the other one we have is um, Edwards, the yeah. mid-season first-round pick. So there's a couple of 200-centimeter raw players there that hopefully develop into long-termers. Uh, Phoenix Spice, a small forward, had a good game, apparently, and Aiden Bonner made his return from ankle an ankle injuries. So um, maybe you might see maybe Bonner come back in, but I'll give him another week to be fair. Uh, speaking of the Pies, the Blues had a good win over there. So another comeback, come from behind win, where they blitzed the last quarter. Yeah, uh, until then, it looked like um, Pies were, were going to win. Yeah, McKay, I think, kicked four in the last quarter. So it's probably that McKay Cup is Harry going to beat Ben, or what's the... Uh, yeah, well, Ben did say he goes to the best forward, so... Unfortunately, it is looking like it's Harry at the moment. So, uh, yeah, they'll probably man up on each other for some of the game. But um, I think Mackay, Ben Mackay will get a bit of help from Tal- Tarrant and Josh Walker as well, giving him a chop out. Uh, just because Harry is so dominant and draws his footy so much. If Ben can keep him to three goals or less, I think, um, yeah, he'd well, get the bragging rights there in the Mackay household. The Blues should welcome back Cripps. So he was out. I think he was injured. Um, uh, I think he's going to come back in. Might be a one-week injury. 
And um, some good news for Carlton that Kerner, Charlie Kerner, made his return. Yeah. Do you think but, he uh, comes back in or they give him another couple of matches? He's been out for so long. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe just bring him back for the last... Uh, I don't know. Would you bring him back for the last game or not? Oh, no, yeah, two potentially, but yeah. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. Um, just because, yeah, he's been out for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, other than that, I think the midfield battle is going to be pretty interesting. Two young midfields going at it. Uh, yeah, like Sam Walsh is up there in the coaches' votes as well, isn't he? Number three or something. Yeah, do you send someone to Walsh just because he's been so dominant the last probably month especially? We haven't had a tagger normally. We had Turner going into the small um, forwards lately, but um, he's probably the one we should tag if we're going to tag anyone in any team at the moment. So it wouldn't be surprised if Turner goes to him and sort of uh, be, be uh, what do you call it? So sort of be becomes a bit more physical with him, like push him around a bit because <laughs> he's young, so you can sort of get stuck into him a bit. Uh, so that's why, yeah, having, getting Chris back is important. And, yeah, Kennedy and Dow were pretty good as well, I think, on the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see Dow versus um, David Juniak, who were drafted one pick after each other. So that'll be an interesting battle. And Wittering and Larky as well, two young position players going at it. You know, Cherry would need to sort of um, help out a bit more because uh, we know the Blues have a decent uh, defense as well with Jones there as well. And if Zerha plays, I think he'll play. I think he'll battle through his shoulder injury. Uh, it might be a good matchup for Stocker. Yeah, Stocker's really come on too. So, yeah, a few, yeah, decent. Mm-hmm. Um, evenly matched battles, yeah, forward and back for both teams. Yeah, so I think it'll be similar to the Essendon game. I think we'll be in the game for a majority of the time. Might even be in front for a portion. But I think the speed of uh, the Blues with Saad, Welsh, Williams, just might be a bit too much. Um, and they've got Jack Martin and Eddie Betsons. There's like that as well to keep goals. So, um, yeah, I think we'll go down again, but it'll be uh, still competitive. And I yeah, just want to see improvement in all the players as well. So, um, against Essendon, you saw Curtis Taylor have a really good game. So, if we can see that again from him and maybe see a Cherry take his opportunity and kick a few, um, that's what I want to see. But, um, yeah. Uh, just on bets, he's still playing pretty good. Uh, maybe not playing consistently, but he's still kicking pretty amazing goals. So. Yeah, he's having, he's having, his, having his moments, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kane Turner goes to him and shuts him down. So he's that spark that yeah, the Blues sort of feed off. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, move on to the under-recognized players. So I've got yeah Tom Highmore from the Saints. I uh, mentioned him last week, so yeah, no-name backline with Webster and Vitale, mature age selection in last year's draft, um, yeah, 193 centimetres, played every game since round nine, so 11 on, on nine on the trot, yeah, ranked a leading contestant marks above average in defensive one-on-ones, intercepts and disposal efficiencies, he seems to have really done well with the um, mature age pickups in, in the last few years. Yeah, and Wilkie was another one, wasn't he? Yeah. I think, again, from South Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's played nine in a row, but I think he's injured. I think he got injured on the weekend, so it's going to miss this week. Um, 
yeah, suffering concussion, really. So, uh, hopefully, yeah, he can rebound. Uh, I've got an excellent Kilda player as my uh, player. I've got Nick Hind, who was... He played a few games on Saints the last couple of years, but he's really established himself in Essen's best 22. Uh, essentially, got traded for nothing, and he's played every game. He's only 26. Uh, he's ninth in total for kicks across the league and fourth for bounces. So, yeah, he just takes the game on. He's got an accurate kick, and yeah, it would nice to be nice to see him play a bit more midfield just to give another op- uh, around the outside option for Parish and Barrett to dish off to. But uh, yeah, he's replaced Saad has been uh, seamless, hasn't it? Yeah, and he's getting paid. Yeah, he'd, he'd like to think he's getting paid a lot less. So. Um, yeah, definitely a, not bargain basement pickup, but yeah, they've done really well out of that trade, the Dons. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So we'll mind go through our tips quickly. I think you're leading by about 10, so it might be a bit hard for me to catch up, but I'll still pick the upsets and yeah, reshoot myself in the foot. Yeah, round 19. It's been updated by, updated by the AFL tonight. Uh, so Friday night kicks off Port hosting Collingwood at Adelaide Oval. I've got Port. Yeah, I'll go port two to get it done for Travis Bowe. Saturday, early match, Carlton versus North Melbourne at Marvel. I've got the Blues. Um, I don't think McKay will have... I think McKay, Ben might shut down Harry, but I think, yeah, the midfield is probably just too strong with Walsh and Cripps returning. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we do pinch one here, but uh, I'd say Carlton should win them. Probably we'll just get over the line. Similar margin to the Essen game. Three or four goals. Brisbane versus Gold Coast at the Gabba. Um, I've got the line just because they've dropped two and it's yeah, every game is a must win to, to get that fourth spot. Yeah, it's a Q clash. So um should, should be a pretty close game, I think. But uh, yeah, I think Brisbane has to win this so they'll get the job done. Sounds like three good weeks in a row. Really pushed the dogs as well, so... Yeah, they're trending in the right direction at least the last three weeks. Eagles hosting St Kilda at Optus. I've got I'm going to tip St Kilda actually. I don't trust the Eagles, and I think they um, yeah the win against the Crows was yeah really against the bottom bottom four team. Um, yeah, it's fair enough, but um, yeah, I can't look past the West Coast just because it's at Optus. So if it was here, I'd probably tip. Um, Saints and they wouldn't want to repeat of what happened last time they met where um, St Kilda just came back from behind and pinched it yeah. so yeah it was yeah Adelaide hosting Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval um, I've got Adelaide Hawthorne just can't seem to put two good performances together really impressive against the D's but yeah got smashed by three other week before so pros for me yeah this is a tricky one um Last time they met, I think it was Adelaide's first win. I think they beat Hawthorne in Amy. Um, but, yeah, I think I'll tip Hawthorne. I think they've given me enough uh, confidence that they can uh, play regardless of who's in the team. So without most of their best starting backline, they'll be able to um, yeah, peg it back against the Demons on the weekend after sort of like a poor start. So. Even away, I think um, yeah, Tommy Jewel can lead our Hawks to a win. Melbourne versus the Bulldogs had their night. So this is the, the game of the round. 
Um, I've probably got Melbourne. They yeah, tend to play better against the top four teams. I think they're unbeaten against top eight teams. Um, and then, yeah, lost all the games against the bottom four. I reckon uh, Melbourne, um, yeah, they'll get the win here. Uh, dogs coming back from uh, Western Queensland. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think Gorn might help um, yeah, get the demons over here. And hopefully Ben Brown can have a big win. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, yeah, pushing for that, yeah, big, big haul. Swans versus Frio at Metricon. Um, got the Swans, yeah, hottest team in the comp by far at the moment. And, yeah, just um, like last play in the warm-up, five goals down and still pulled out. Yeah, a great win. Yeah, uh, imagine if they make it to, like, the prelim or the grand final. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be incredible. Uh a lot of be, a lot have been set up the younger players, but I think it's the more senior heads that are leaving this charge. So Parker and Franklin and these sort of guys are playing good footy. So um, yeah, I reckon Franklin can kick a bag in this game and really sort of um, help get his thousandth goal this year. Yeah, Geelong hosting Richmond, another great game this week. Um, I've got the Cats, even though Cameron is probably the difference last time's not playing. Um, just think they'll be too strong. Hawkins, I think, might um, yeah kick a bag, and they've got yeah danger yeah in some really good form as well. Yeah, it's funny how life works. I reckon Geelong will uh, put an end to Richmond's final hopes in this game. So um, they've been Richmond have been Cats bogey time bogey side recent years, but I think the roles will be reversed, and um, yeah, this will be the final blow. Yeah, and Dusty out for the year, yeah, a massive blow for them. So I think there's too many obstacles this season. Uh, Essen hosting the Giants. Um, no venue at the moment, likely Metricon, but I've got um, I've got Essen then, actually. If, if Green's out, I think I'll tip the Bombers. Right, OK. I think Essen, they were a little bit. They weren't at their best against us. Um, and I reckon, yeah, I don't know what happened to the Giants after halftime against the Swans, but... Yeah, we're just flat. I think uh, with Toby Green back and Giants um, will win this one, I reckon. I think they're going to sort of... That eight, no one wants that eight spot. I think teams yeah. could, could have won it by now, but they just keep losing at the worst time. So uh, I think that trend will continue and Giants will win. Yeah, I think the Green one might be backdated, so he might not be in the full 14 days isolation. So... Um... Yeah, we'll see. Oh, okay. Regardless, I'll yeah stick with the Giants. But yeah. um, I think we've got I a few. I think you'll play. I think that's what you might get backed out. So instead of fourteen, it might be seven or eight days. Right, we'll see. All right, cool. I think that's uh, a wrap for today. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.